Hello everyone and welcome to my new Wednesday video. In case you didn't catch my community post, I'm going to start doing these Wednesday videos that are going to be uh, pretty much like my own type of pointless talk show kind of. And before I get started, I'm, I want to clarify, this is only going to be Wednesdays. And I, I haven't decided on if it's going to be every Wednesday or every other Wednesday. But whenever these come out, they will be on Wednesdays. And this will absolutely not affect the Saturday videos. All the Saturday videos, that that is the main reason that all you guys subscribe to this channel, they will all still be on Saturdays, and they will always come out at Saturday on Saturdays at 5 p.m. for as long as I can stand to make them. Those are my bread and my butter. I love making those, so those will always be around. So the way that this show, this show is going to work is, I mean, really, it's 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 pretty much going to be just like a dumpster fire. It's for at least for the first few episodes, because it's like this episode in my notes here. I just have a bunch of random things, just a bunch of random thoughts that I thought of throughout the week that I wrote down that I'm going to talk about. And then there was one person that wrote in that wanted some advice, and that's that's going to be this whole episode. So for the most part. These videos are just going to be, I mean, it, it's just going to be me jabbering for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes about pretty pointless things or just <laughs> things that I find funny or if I find like a funny news article or something, I'll share it with you. It's just, it's entertainment. That's all it's going to be. It's just going to be 15, 20, 30 minutes of entertainment of just jabbering and jabbering about nonsense. So... Look at my notes here. One of the first, and the uh, before I get started, you guys can you can send in questions or if you need advice on anything or if there's like a news article you want to send me or really anything that I could that I could use for this show. You can email that to me at tylertubebusiness at gmail .com. Or you can just DM me on Instagram. I will have my Instagram handle below, but it's at the real Tyler Tube. So you can just DM it to me on there. So the first thing that, that that I have wrote down here is something that I've mentioned in a few videos, and a lot of people wanted some. They wanted some. Uh, they wanted like an explanation for it, basically, and that is why I hate pickles. So. Let's just let's just think about this for a minute. All right. So, how do you get pickles? Right. You get pickles from cucumbers. If you don't know, so to make a pickle, you're gonna you you take something. You're you're gonna you're gonna grow something. Okay. That is already disgusting, like a cucumber. Cucumbers are disgusting. I don't care what anybody says. They're gross. Okay. So you're going to take something that is disgusting like a cucumber, right? And then you're going to you're going to cut that up and then you're going to put that in a jar with vinegar, sometimes vinegar and salt and some other things, but you're going to take this disgusting food like a cucumber and then you're going to put that in a jar for I don't know, a week, probably a week to a month for it to turn into a pickle. 
and then you're and then <laughs> and then you're gonna call that good? Like, I don't. I off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else in the world that you take two things that are gross and put them together and then they make something good. So why? I don't even know how pickles got started, but. Whoever whoever came up with that idea that, that was bad. That was a very bad call. And who how who even thinks of that? Who I mean, I'm assuming at some point somebody probably had too many cucumbers laying around so they wanted a, a way that they could, you know, preserve them or something. But why that way? Like who who decided to that they had too many cucumbers so they decided to put them in jars with vinegar. And Here's a better question. The person that came up with that, whoever, I guess, invented or discovered that you could pickle cucumbers to make pickles, once they put them in the jars with vinegar and they let them sit for that long, why, what made them open that jar and then eat one? Because they smell awful too. So somebody, somebody was probably, I mean, they were... However old pickles are, I mean they they could have they were like risking their life potentially because they don't know what's festering inside that jar. I mean the the first batch of pickles ever. Who, I just don't understand that. Whoever whoever made the the very first batch of pickles was crazy enough to put all those cucumbers in there, put all the vinegar or whatever it was they used back then, and then <laughs> open that up and then decide, huh, that smells good. I'm going to eat one of these. And then after they ate one and tasted how gross it is, they decided, you know what? I'm going to make some more. So, I, I mean, that's kind of my explanation about pickles. I have, I don't like them. I don't understand them. They don't make any sense. So next up, the Area 51 video. There's tons and tons of comments. And I... I really don't understand this because the video was a joke. It's all a joke. And there there was so many people that and you could even go back to that video and look at the comments. There was at least four four or five people that wrote comments that were just paragraphs long of of why my entire plan to get inside of Area 51 wouldn't work. And that just that completely blows my mind, because obviously it's a joke. But there were so many people that took that serious and like just left paragraphs and paragraphs of comments that just and most of them didn't even have a better plan. They just wrote these paragraphs of comments of just nonsense. So next up we have something something that I saw. I think I saw this probably. It was early last week that I saw this, and it was a, it was a meme. And unfortunately, I did fact check this, and this actually did not happen. But we're gonna live in we're gonna live in fantasy land here for a minute, and that is and I'll have a, I'll have a picture of this over here, and that is a guy that ate an entire Bible for his last meal. He was a, a death row inmate, so this didn't really happen. This wasn't a, a real situation that happened, but like I said, we're going to live in fantasy land because I have some questions. Okay. So first of all, 
Well, first, how many pages are in a Bible? Let's let's figure that out. How many pages are in a Bible? Let's see here. How many pages? 1,200 pages. There are 1,200 pages in the Bible. Okay. So, <laughs> so here's my question. Say this was real, right? I'm sure there, there's somebody that's had to have done something like this before. And in the history of mankind, there's somebody that's had to, maybe not a Bible, but at least like eaten a book or eaten half of a book or something. So, 1,200 pages. How how would one, one person eat 1,200 pages? Because, I mean, I don't know if you've ever, like, crumpled up a piece of paper before, but it's not exactly smooth. There's, there's going to be some sharp edges. So, if he was going to eat... I mean, I guess he, if he was on death row and it was his last meal, I guess he wouldn't have to worry about it coming out the other end. But still, if you if you if you crumple up the paper, there's still going to be corners and edges, and they're still going to be sharp. So, I wonder if he had any condiments, like if he had like some mayonnaise. Even though I I hate mayonnaise, I think mayonnaise is disgusting too. But say he had, what about like some ketchup? Because it, it, I mean, if you're going to eat 1,200 pages. You I mean you're gonna for one, you gotta be dedicated, first of all, because that's a lot. I mean, that's gonna that's really gonna fill up your stomach. I mean, if you think about if you've ever seen a, a Bible, I mean, just picture a, a book with twelve hundred pages. I mean, they're they're pretty thick. So to to eat all of that and have all of that in your stomach, that would be I mean, that would probably be the equivalent of like I mean, you probably have to eat Probably like, I don't know, like three or four pounds of steak or something. Something solid would be probably about the same weight. And back to these pages, if you're going to eat 1,200 of these, so you either, you you really only have like two options. Either, <laughs> either you're just a man and you're just going to just chew them down and just get it over with, or if you could like soak them all in something, like in water or something, then it Ah, man, that'd still be rough. I was, I was going to say that if you could soak them in water, it'd probably be a lot easier, but, like, man, that, that's 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 still going to be rough no matter how you slice it. And, I mean, again, he wouldn't have to worry about it because he's on death row, but say if you weren't on death row and you, and you ate that many pages, like, I mean, could you imagine just trying to, like... Some people, if you don't if you don't chew your food good enough, then you end up with like a stomach ache. Could you could you imagine the stomach ache from eating twelve hundred pages? I mean, you'd you'd be like just like a human paper shredder. I can't. Or it's so if you if you didn't have water, say they just gave you like a, like a book and you were gonna eat it, you would have to just like you'd have to just like rip off each page. And then just like like gnaw on it for a little bit and like get it all wet and then you could like try to swallow it. But like you can't chew paper like food. I I, I mean it's a good thing this didn't happen because or not like, I don't know. 
I after seeing that picture, and then and then finding out that it was fake, I would really really like to see someone that could that could eat an entire book. I th- I think that should be a challenge of someone eating an entire book. So now let's uh, let's come out of let's let's come out of fantasy land, and let's go on to something else. Another random thought that I had wrote down was, uh, let's see here. How did shoes get invented? That was a, a random thought. I was probably putting on my shoes or something, and I and I wrote that down. Because, I mean, you got to think. you got to think back. You know, at some point, there was just cavemen walking around. So, well, hold on. When did, what year did shoes get invented? Let, let's see. Let's check that. Do, 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 do. Eighteen fifty. So in eighteen fifty in Mesopotamia. Wherever that's at. I have no idea where that's at. So eighteen fifty. So that that almost makes me wonder. Why did why did it take till 1850 to invent some shoes or invent something that goes on your feet? Cuz so what basically what's what you're telling me here is that up, up until 1850, you know, all the years prior to 1850, everybody just they just walked around and they were just, you know, just like, even cavemen, they're just walking around, whoa, whoa, mm, feet hurt, keep going. And they just, they just, nobody ever thought to put anything on their feet. They're just, they're just walking over. Well, I don't know if they had glass back then. I'm kind of a bad person to ask about this, I guess. But sharp rocks, twigs, trash, bones, they're just up and so up until eighteen fifty, they're just walking over all this stuff, just getting their feet cut up and everything else, and nobody thought to put something on their feet. Up until eighteen fifty, really? I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I probably should have read that a little bit closer. Maybe eighteen fifty was just like whenever the like the actual shoe was invented. Maybe. For maybe for years before that, they were like putting something on their feet, like a sandal or something. But if they weren't, man, that's a long time to not have any type of innovation, I guess. To and everyone like you I mean there'd be villages and villages of people just walking around, all with just cut up feet, and nobody's doing anything about it. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm missing something there, but that's. That's crazy. So next next up on the list, let's see what we have here. Wisdom teeth. Now, I know I thought of this because I still have I still have all four of my wisdom teeth. I have I have one that's in all the way and I have one that on this on the bottom that is like halfway in, and then these other two haven't come in yet. So I'm not sure what made me think of wisdom teeth, but my point here is that I have this, not a theory, it's kind of almost a fact. I think 
that wisdom teeth, I think that getting your wisdom teeth out, I think for the most part, it's a scam. Because if you think about it, right, as humans, we've been around for a long, long, long time, okay? So, how come just up until the last, like, probably 50 or 60 years, not like we, you know, we've lived all this time, and then now all of a sudden, everybody has to get their wisdom teeth out. Like, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Like, now... You know, as soon as, whenever, you know, whenever you're a kid, as, as soon as you go to the dentist and they start, they take x-rays and they can, they can see your wisdom teeth, first thing they say is, you got to get your wisdom teeth out. And they do it with every single person that goes in there. Got to get your wisdom teeth out. Got to get your wisdom teeth out. So, I mean, I, I think that's, a, that's some type of a racket or something. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people, like they, they, there's people, they get their wisdom teeth out. Before they're even in, you know, they go in there and they cut them out and pull them out before they've ever even come in. And they probably could have lived their entire life with those teeth and no problem. But I think that, I think that dentists overall, I think they just, I think they probably look at it as extremely easy money because every year, they're going to have new patients coming in for to get dental work done, and if they if they have like say, you know, every year they have 10, 15, 20, 50 new patients every single year, and they and all the patients you know are young, then every year they have that many sets of wisdom teeth that they get to take out, so they have all of that guaranteed money, and then you know every every dentist across the whole country. If they, they just talk every single person into getting their wisdom teeth out, that's like billions and billions and billions of dollars that they're making. All from just convincing everyone that they need to get their wisdom teeth out. When in reality, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a number out there somewhere, but probably say 60% of people could live perfectly happy lives with their wisdom teeth. And we're just yanking them all out. And of every single person, I think, I mean, I guess that's just my whole point. I think it's a scam. I'm not going to get mine out unless I absolutely have to. But, I mean, who who one day, like, and why is it so, like, standard all across, like, probably across the whole world? Like, just everyone gets their wisdom teeth out. It's just like this thing that, like, everybody does and just nobody questions it. Like, there's people, I'm sure they have just four perfectly good wisdom teeth, and they just go get them yanked out. Like, who wants to go get teeth yanked out? I say, if you don't, if they're not bothering you, don't get them out. Just be a rebel. So, let's see. Besides besides wisdom teeth being a scam, what else we got? Oh, this one, this thought, I had, I remember I had this thought while I was driving down the road, and I saw, like, I don't know, I probably saw some type of animal or something. But the future of zoos, okay? So, obviously, there's this big thing with, you know, animal rights people and, and whatever that, like, uh, like SeaWorld and how they're, they want all the whales to be free or whatever, like animal rights people, right? They, you know, they don't want, they don't want zoos because um, animals don't need to be in cages and whatever. So, 
aside from that, you know, because, you know, some zoos are, you know, filled with, like, only animals that would not survive in the wild, which is, which is great and blah, blah, blah. So, the future of zoos, though, I, I'm, I think, I think there's two options here. I think, and I think both of them equally could happen. Because I also saw a video, well, first of all, where I'm going with this is, I think the future of zoos is going to be robotic animals. Possibly. Because, I don't know if you got, I think it was maybe Boston Dynamics, maybe? Or some, one of those, one of those places like that, that does, that does a bunch of robotics. They had, they made, it was a, I saw two separate videos. One, I saw of this thing that was called, they called it like a, a cheetah or something. And it was like the size of a dog and you know, it had four legs and it had like a claw on top of it that could like reach out and grab stuff. And they were saying that it was going to be like, uh, like the new, like instead of uh, like disabled people having like service dogs, they were going to have these like robotic dogs basically. And then I saw another one of, and I don't know if it was Boston Dynamics or not. This one might have been something else, but it was a a robot. It was like a you know, like a human sized robot, and it had like a they had like a box that had um, like scanners or something on it, and then the robot could like follow that box, and like you know the robot would try to like pick up the box, and they would like beat it with a hockey stick, and it would like wouldn't fall over and stuff, and it was like it was it it wasn't it didn't move lifelike. Obviously, it moved like a robot. Obviously, but. It was it was really interesting just how fluid everything was and like how how good the balance was and all that stuff. So I don't think that it would be very hard for them to make a robot version of all the animals and then you know put put fake fur on them or whatever and then they could just like all the, all the zoos they have now they could take all the animals that can be released they can take all the real animals release them, let them be free, and then they can put in all of these robot animals and just program them to just walk around like regular animals and just do normal animal things. And, I mean, right off the bat, you'd be able to tell, but 15, 20 years from now, I don't know that you'd ever be able to tell. I mean... Let's be real. I mean, technology is advancing at a at a crazy fast pace. So, I mean, you that could be the future. Just walking around, just walking around like a zoo, like you normally would. But instead, instead of regular zoo animals, it's just all robots. And then they could even have for the adults. They could even have like they could even have like animal fights but it'd be all all robots they could have these robot animals fight each other and stuff and sell tickets and probably make a lot of money i know i would watch like a like a robot gorilla and a robot lion fight it out to the death i would definitely watch that for sure and the the second option i think that could be possible is if they had like a like an animal sanctuary you know where they where it's like you're not set up like a zoo but it's just more kind of like a really really big field but it has a fence around it you know what I'm talking about then they could they could just instead of like going to the zoo what they could do is they could set up just like 
maybe 50, 100, a couple hundred like cameras all throughout the property where all the different animals hang out. And then you could just put on your VR headset from home, you know, get, you know, get online, pay five, 10 bucks or whatever to get in. And then you can just strap on your VR headset and just look around. And then you could just sit there at home and just look around at all the animals and look up and see the birds and look down and see the, the ants or whatever it is you want to see. And, you know, look over here and see the monkeys. So, I mean, I, I think I think either one of those are highly possible. I kind of think that the maybe the VR option might start might be more like it, but I think pretty soon I don't think people are going to be going places like like going out to zoos and stuff. I don't think it's going to be a thing. So the last random, moving on to the last random thought that I have here, and I, I'm sure this is going to upset a lot of you guys, but. I mean, this is this is the truth. So, what I what I have in my notes is salt and vinegar chips, and this is another thing, just like the pickles. I mean, why would you? And why would a company take a perfectly good potato chip, right, and then cover it with salt and vinegar? Two extremely harsh substances. You're gonna you're gonna take a perfectly good crisp potato chip and you're gonna cover it in salt and vinegar. And then you're gonna call that good. Potato chips are only supposed to have salt. Okay? So why would you take a perfectly good potato chip that already has salt on it and then add vinegar to that? Have you ever tasted vinegar? Vinegar is disgusting. Why do we use it? Use vinegar to clean. Clean your windows with vinegar. Do something else with vinegar. Quit putting it on food. It's so disgusting. It does not belong. Take your your salt and vinegar chips and like go to another country or something or another planet. So now, now that I've got everyone fired up with the salt and vinegar chips, let's move on to the last thing, which is... A uh, somebody that needs some advice, and uh, this guy asked to stay anonymous, but he has a question here or he, a situation that he needs some advice on. He says, "Hello, Tyler. I have a situation that I need some advice on. I am 19 years old. I worked all through high school to save to save money for my dream car. Nice, a 2007 Corvette Z06. The problem is, I worked and saved all this money to buy this car." but still live at home, and my mom won't let me buy the car because she said it's too fast and too dangerous. When arguing with her, she says, my house, my rules. What should I do? So, Mr. Anonymous Man, first off, you got you got two options here, okay? Well, a, a 2007 Corvette Z06. I'm going to... I'm going to verify just to make sure, but I think, let's see here, yeah, 505 horsepower, I, I thought it was over 500, so 2007 Corvette Z06 has a 7 liter engine that makes over 500 horsepower, and you are, well, you're 19, 
So you're an adult, but here's your two options. The first option is you can, and, the, and probably the option that you should do is you should probably listen to your mom because she's probably just, because she's just looking out for what's best for you because you're 19 years old. A rear wheel drive car with over 500 horsepower, that's pretty dangerous. And especially at 19, I know you probably you probably think you're the best driver in the world, but you haven't had enough driving experience, and more than likely you haven't not not wrecks, but you haven't had enough experience to really know what you're doing. You know, you haven't you haven't gone around that turn a little bit too fast, too many times, and had to correct it to to learn that reflex, and you haven't spun out enough times in the snow and had to keep it from going into a ditch enough times for you to be able to like for you to be able to you know build up that experience to really know how to handle a car so your first option is you should probably listen to your mom she's looking out for the best for you or she's looking out she's looking out for the best but then you have the second option and probably the option that i would go with but is I mean, if you're you're over eighteen, you are an adult, okay. And if you have the money for this car, I'm going to give you a, a, a valuable piece of information. It is always better to ask for forgiveness than permission. So, <laughs> what you should do, or what you what you shouldn't do, but probably will end up doing, is you should wait till she goes to work. Or wait till she goes on a vacation. Wait till she takes a business trip. Maybe skip school one day or whatever. And go out and just buy this car and then bring it home. Because once it's home, the only thing she can do is make you take it back. But if if you're driving a Corvette, she's not going to be able to catch you to make you bring it back. So (laughs) that's just my advice. That's the end of this episode, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. Go ahead and leave a comment down below. If you've made it this far, leave a comment down below. Do you think I should do these type of videos every other Wednesday or every single Wednesday? And let me know how you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you in the next one.